ladies and gentlemen. And so it begins. Give the people what they want. The rise. All the way to the top. Yeah. The fall. Heroes just got tombstone. The slam. It's me, Austin. This is FRS Slam. When my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut. The most extensive, what? intensive, comprehensive, what? counteroffensive wrestling show on the planet. Woo! Now, finally, it's time. Win. Here's Jamie Eisner. And I am the voice of the voiceless. And Chris Schubert. You come out here and you run your mouth. FRS Slam begins now. And welcome back to another edition of FRS Slam Radio. Chris Schubert and Jamie Eisner here with you. Jamie, how are you doing today, sir? Uh, I am very confused. Oh, you and everybody else, including me, because I don't know what this edition of Monday Night Raw was. No idea. I am perplexed on a number of levels. Uh, I liked a lot of this show, but there are just two or three things that are just standing out that have made me just so confused that it took away from the whole atmosphere of the entire show. So let's just jump right into it, Jamie. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but Roman Reigns beat Bray Wyatt to qualify for the Elimination Chamber. I know you're shocked. Roman Reigns yeah. won a match on television to advance him into a competition in which he could possibly get a title shot at Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. I am shocked shock master shocked i know I, I, it's it's a big deal it's a big deal i did not think they were going to do it uh, but they ended up going with roman reigns over bray wyatt uh they did not do it via bray wyatt uh, via woken matt hardy interference although woken matt hardy make did. roman look strong and, and i'm watching the match and i'm thinking well you got to keep roman looking good he's probably he probably shouldn't win via nefarious means so then after the match um matt hardy comes out he hits him with a twist of fate, and Jamie, I know we've had this conversation on the podcast before. We got to teach a class on how to do the delete gesture. It's bad, guys. Because we're we're teetering. It's bad. Now I will say this: if Vince thought it was a problem, it would have been it would have been done with already. They would have just gotten rid of it. They would have just told him to stop doing it. He's still doing it. So they feel as though that they can that they can manage the stupid people in the crowd who don't know how to do the delete gesture, which he's been doing the same way forever. It's not like isn't I don't know why people just continuously do it wrong and make it look like they're doing something else, which is bad. Everybody, I just want that everyone to know that. Um, you've been very critical of Matt Hardy. And Bray Wyatt, and where they're going with this. I've been critical of their storyline. I haven't been critical of the workers. Right, right, okay. I'm critical yes. of their, I just want to make that clear. Yes. I'm, critical I'm, of the I'm a huge Broken Matt Hardy fan. Did uh, Was this enough for you? No, nah, okay. this did nothing. Oh, okay. This was nothing. This okay. was the exact same thing that they've been doing for weeks. No, zero, zero, zero storyline progression. So we get Jason Jordan backstage. He Seth meets with him says, hey, man, how are you feeling? Jordan's like, look, I've been cleared by Kurt, the doctors. I'm 100% ready for this match tonight. We did learn that if they lose this match, they are never allowed to have another uh, title match ever again with the Bars champions. And I'm sitting there on the couch, and I thought to myself, man, you know what I'm really going to miss if they lose this match tonight is Seth Rollins fighting the Bar for the Raw Tag Team titles. How am I ever going to go on without being able to see that match? I'm so broken up about it. Can, uh, like in the last time we saw that match, yes, um, Donald Trump was president. Uh, they, the Eagles and the Patriots were the two final standing teams in their conference, uh, and uh, oh yeah, we saw that match every week, every week. Okay, here's another. Here, you, I, I'm going to take your your little gimmick right there and take it a step further. When this feud started, 
it was, what was it, August? SummerSlam. Yeah. The, the Eagles still had Carson Wentz as their starting quarterback. Think about that. It's how long ago it was. The football season hadn't even started yet. There's nothing wrong with it being a long rivalry, but there is nothing that has changed. They, is it a rivalry? Is it a rivalry if they just fight every week? Show. This was, I mean, this was like the tag team version of Shazaro and Sheamus before they were the tag team. Yep. Where they fought every show for months. It just gets stale. I don't care how good the performance are, performers are. It gets stale. I've seen everything you could possibly do in this feud since August. I've seen it all. So we get Finn Balor. He comes out with the, with the club. A bunch of good brothers. Then the Revival come out and say, we are tag team specialists. So, Finn, how about this? How about you pick one of your buddies, one of your good brothers over there, who, which Coach, by the way, didn't call them brothers on commentary. Very disappointing, Coach. He picks Carl Anderson. They have a tag team match. Balor and Anderson go over, really making the tag team specialist look strong in this match. And, uh, and there you go. That was what that was. And then we get a backstage segment, Sasha Banks, looking at her loss. Bailey's like, look, you got to be stop, stop being so hard on yourself. You can't be looking. You've watched this thing 20 times. Sasha says, I know how to beat Asuka now. I was so close. And I can do it. And then Bailey's like, well, I'm facing Asuka tonight. You want to share some of your secrets? And Sasha says, nope, I'm going to keep those to myself. It is every woman for herself. And Bailey's like, yeah, like it was at the Royal Rumble. And then they go back and forth with the whole eliminating each other. And then, you know, Sasha and Bailey are both confident that they can beat Asuka. But Bailey's like, you know, I can beat you too. Kind of a subtle nod to what they did down in NXT. So I'm watching this segment. And, I, and my thought popped into my head. I want to see if it was similar for you. I thought to myself, man, what a great storyline it would be. If Sasha is just consumed by this idea of, I have to be the one that beats Asuka. Yes. Like Shawn Michaels was with Taker's WrestleMania streak. Yes. Because now, realistically, because I know she's the Royal Rumble winner, but in kayfabe, Asuka's been the best woman that is not the champion. Yes. So in theory, she should be in the chamber, despite being the Royal Rumble winner. Yeah. Like, take take the Royal Rumble win out of the equation. Yeah. Asuka's the best woman on the roster. Yes. So you need to at least give this, this idea of, well, Asuka has something else to do, and she is the Royal Rumble, so she doesn't need to be in that match. And if it was Sasha consumed by this idea that she can beat Asuka consumed by it then you get Sasha out of the chamber you have a match with Asuka that makes sense and clearly Asuka's going to continue to go over because they have the Royal Rumble and and you can go that way that's how the the way that promo started I was like man that'd be a great way to go this is something I think could be a multi-month feud and that's actually that doesn't involve Asuka until the end and what I mean by that is Playing off of your point here, I know where you're going of with this. Sasha being obsessed with it. She is so obsessed that she's throwing everything else away, and that includes her friendships. Because here's and, and let me piggyback off of this. She costs blatantly and turns heel Bailey the match. Yes, because she doesn't want Bailey to be the one to beat Asuka because she wants it. And it's not even you. Know, if you want to do that, you can do that. But you could also do things like you did last week, where you say, "No, I'm not going to help you. This is me," and and you have that kind of that tension where. Your friendships don't matter. Everything else doesn't matter. You're completely consumed with one idea. And that leads you to other rivalries that you have to overcome before getting to Asuka. You're going to have to have a rivalry with Bailey. You might have to have a rivalry with Nia Jax. You have to have these things because you, your actions have caused friction with these other women's wrestlers that you have to deal with. And then you can finally get to Asuka. Mm-hmm. And you can you can make this a six or eight month thing. There only really is a maybe a month or two feud with Asuka herself, 
but it's just like this this all encompassing obsession. That would require layers to a storyline, and oh, we know that'd be nice. and we know only SmackDown knows how to do that. Well, kind of, kind of. <laughs> all right. So this is what they th that was what they should have done with the women's division last night. Here's what they actually did with the women's division last night. And Jamie and I are hashtag confused. So Kurt Angle comes out, and, and, and in a weird segment earlier in the show, they show the graphic of Kurt Angle announces who's in the women's elimination chamber. And I was like, that's interesting. Now, that's because they have six women on the roster, so they have to just kind of put everybody in the match. But, like, qualifiers or nothing? No, no, none of those types of things? I was like, okay. So Kurt comes out and says, look, we got the first women's elimination chamber coming up in three weeks. By the way, he botched his opening line. He's a mess. Forgot, forgot what the, he forgot the, the term elimination For, chamber. Well, he probably did the same thing I did in my article yesterday where he wanted to say the first ever women's Royal Rumble. Yeah, because he's so used to it. Yeah, so it was a little difficult. So then he announces the five opponents in the weirdest fashion ever with the graphic kind of scrolling like it does on uh, the Price is Right game show. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, yeah. it scrolls from left to right. Yeah. Bailey, who lost to Asuka last night. Yeah. Mandy Rose. Okay. Mickey James. Okay. Sonya Deville. Okay. And Sasha Banks. I looked at that match. Obviously, Alexa Bliss is in the match as well. I looked at that and I was like, I am so not interested in that match at all. So the first thing I thought of when I saw, because Mandy Rose's name was revealed second, fourth was Sonya Deville, and I went, Oh no. Okay, that means one of Nia or Sasha's out of this match, which is interesting. And Sasha made more sense with what happened earlier in the show. Yes. And then Kurt goes, Nia Jax isn't in the match because she's going to fight Asuka at fat, at, sorry, Elimination Chamber. I keep wanting to do that. And if Asuka, if, if, if Nia wins, wins, she will be inserted into the Raw Women's And it becomes a triple threat match. And I went, uh, Kurt, we don't know who Asuka's facing Correct. at so that's WrestleMania. Correct. So Hard that's, pause. that's step one. Step one. Did he give away that Oscar's challenging the Raw Women's Champion, or did he just mess up? Uh, well, no. I think that he read the lines. That it's so obvious they're scripting Kurt Angle, and he does not taking well to it. I mean, I, let's be honest. He is not taking well to the scripted promos because I know Kurt Angle can talk. I don't know what this Kurt Angle's been, and we've talked about this on the show before. Uh, they have given the impression that because. And here's how they're going to sell this. Because Asuka's on Raw. She won the Rumble. It's assumed that she's going to face the Raw Women's Champion. No, 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 no. Okay. That's uh, the uh, angle they're going with for now. Okay, but then say that. Have Kurt in a backstage segment saying, oh, yeah, it's, you know, we got a great WrestleMania lined up. We got the Chamber match, you know, determining, you know, who's going to face Brock. We got Asuka, the Raw Women's Royal, you know, winner of the Women's Royal Rumble for Raw. We're going to have her in. Do that in a backstage segment that, that has nothing to do with the women, but then set something else up because then you can call back to that. But this was the first time we had ever heard anything about what Asuka was doing at Mania. Yeah, so I wonder. I wonder. I, I, I'm still not buying it yet. Is oh, oh, Kurt gave it away. I, I don't think they know yet. Also, I, I don't think Oscar is challenging the Raw Women's Champion. I think she's fighting Charlotte at WrestleMania. Yes, as do I. Despite that being the worst booking decision ever, because I think they should save they should, it. They should build that up more. But I think she's fighting Charlotte at WrestleMania. And I also think what's important here is that Oscar's not going to lose. Right. Exactly. So you built a match that, by the by the way, by the way. I did a little. I did a little reverse booking last night. I went back. I did some some hindsight twenty twenty stuff. Imagine, because again, this goes back to the original point I made of Asuka is the strongest looking woman on the roster in terms of her booking, right? Nia Jax is, is the strongest woman because I'm scared of her. Asuka is the one that is booked the strongest. Correct. Agreed that we agree. Correct. Upon. 
So she should be the champion. Because, because, and I was talking about this with uh, Jesse Bork, who's actually sitting in the office right now, FR Slam staff writer who broke the internet. Uh, yes. Jesse Bork is sitting out there. At some point, the whole Asuka's undefeated thing has to lead to her being champion because then it doesn't mean anything that she's unbeaten, right? She's unbeaten, but how many title matches has she had? Um, yeah. On the main it, roster? It's, the, it's well, zero because right. she's unbeaten. <laughs> but, she hasn't had, but she hasn't had a title match just by being unbeaten besides them touting that uh, out every week, Okay. So what if Asuka won the belt before the Royal Rumble and you had Nia Jax win the Royal Rumble? Now the story is unbeaten Asuka against Nia Jax, who is a powerhouse. She's run through the women's division on Raw. Now it's Unstoppable Force, Empress of Tomorrow, whatever the thing that Kurt Angle said last night was, okay? So you do that. Now all of a sudden, Asuka's unbeaten streak means something because she's the champion. So when she loses, she's not only losing the title and putting somebody else over, but she's also losing the streak. Mm-hmm. Her streak, not Taker's streak. Okay, but instead they've booked themselves into this corner where they gave somebody with the unbeaten streak the raw the, the women the Royal Rumble opportunity, so they they kind of they booked themselves into a corner. They did, but they're also in a spot where I don't know if what they, if they know what they want to do with the women's division right now. Well, now let's get to step two of what happened last night during this segment. That was Alexa Bliss coming out because we didn't even we haven't even gotten to this yet. So Alexa Bliss comes out and she says, "Kurt, this has to stop." And that this is unjust. And as you know, I am not the biggest No, no fan. one's ever mistaken you for an Alexa Bliss fanboy. No one has ever mistaken you for that. This is exactly the character that she needs to be on TV. If she is this character on TV, the heel that makes logical points, I'm in. I like smart heels. Yes. I like heels that bend that bend the rules in their favor, but they also call stuff out when... Yeah, it, and again, that, that's a great point because in this promo we're going to talk about, the intent behind the promo... Is to run away from the fight. Right. But the logic used is sound, and that's what makes a good heel. Your heel should still be in their own mind, at least. Maybe not in the audience's mind, but their own mind, justified in their own actions. That is something that, that Chris Jericho talked a lot about in the big feud that he had with Shawn Michaels in 08, I believe, and that he always talked about, was that Shawn Michaels cheated. Shawn Michaels put Chris Jericho in a bad spot because Shawn Michaels cheated. Why are you booing me, Chris Jericho? Mm-hmm. I'm right here. Mm-hmm. Now, then you can talk about all the methods he did in punching HBK's wife and all the other stuff. But in his mind, it's like, well, this is – I don't understand why you're booing me. Right. The heel needs to be able to logically justify their own actions to themselves to be a great heel. So she comes out and she says, this needs to stop. She complains that only – that the, the, the women's elimination chamber, the title is on the line. The universal title is not on the line in the men's chamber. And I was like, Alexa, this is a great point. I agree with you. This is equality. We need the both champions on the line. And um, she's like, Brock doesn't have to defend his belt. Then she, and this is the most that they've gone. Mm-hmm. I didn't think they were going to say the word they said. And they towed the line and then they went there. Yeah, they, Ale- told the, yeah, they teased it and then just fought out. And Alexa said, you know, Kurt Angle, you're being sexist. Which out of all the stuff they've been doing with the women, this is the one place they hadn't gone yet. No, they had not gone to this. And and what I this thought was, was the right time. It was, but it was the right time. But then they didn't execute well. After okay, we're gonna get there. Hold on, we got to tell the story here. Okay. So Alexa says that Kurt is giving Brock preferential treatment, and Kurt Angle 
responds that you're just trying to weasel out of the title match. Both true. When's the last time you defended the title? And as you know, and, as the biggest proponent of that on the show. And that was the thing I was going to say. And you know what? I'm glad with Alexa's response because my immediate thought was you're the general manager. And that's what she said. And, she and said it, it made sense. And, I, and for the person who's sat in front of this microphone and yelled about them not putting the title on the line, I have not blamed Alexa Bliss for that. I have blamed the booking for that. Correct. So she blamed the booking. She's like, you're the general manager. You make the matches. I will defend the title whenever you want. And then he just asks the crowd if they want the match. They chant, yes, the segment is over. Yeah, okay. And then so they don't follow up this, on This it. was incredibly um, discombobulated ending. When I, when, there are certain lines in professional wrestling when they are said, and in the inflection in which they are saying them, that they are pivot points in a storyline. Or they are, are, are leading to something happening. When Alexa Bliss said, that's sexist, I immediately thought, I know what they're going to do here. Who made the women's elimination chamber match? Stephanie McMahon. It was a Stephanie McMahon in a promo she cut to open Raw. She was the one that decided that the women's champion, the Raw women's championship would be defended inside the elimination chamber. So that was the cue for Stephanie's music to hit, have her walk to the ring, even though, again, she decides to be babyface or heel based on the show. Correct. Uh, but I, I've accepted that at this point, because this, this would be a babyface promo, well, not a heel promo. Right, because she's going after the heel, and that was the thing I was just going to say. She would walk down to the ring, look at Alexa Bliss, and said, I'm the one that made this match. You tell me I'm sexist. That was what needed to happen Correct. in that segment. Then you would have tied that segment up in a nice little bow. Alexa Bliss could have got her frowny face on and pouted backstage knowing that even though in her mind she was still justified, what is she going to say to Stephanie McMahon? Okay. That was the segment. You also had another really good idea that you messaged me in the yes. immediate aftermath was we needed another segment because you could have made up for what you did here and the way the ending was kind of weird if there was another segment on the show where Alexa is calling Stephanie on the phone or calling a lawyer on the phone. Then that gives you this intrigue of, oh, this is something that's going to continue beyond this week. This was something that they just threw on the show, they did, and there's no follow-up to it. Because in kayfabe, Alexa Bliss is completely right. Kurt Angle makes yeah. the matches, and he did not have her defend the title since October. That's his decision. Secondly, it is also in kayfabe accurate that Brock Lesnar is not defending the title in the Elimination Chamber for the men, but she has to defend it in the women. Yeah. She is completely justified. In fact, I came away from that promo not wanting her to defend the title yeah, in the chamber. Yeah, she was right. That I came away from that segment saying, oh yeah, that should be a number one contenders match. The same way the men's is. The, the, again, this, inv this needed to be multiple layers. Or you, if you wanted to just cut it, hey, we're only going to do that segment in the ring. Stephanie comes out. She says that. She says, honestly, I put this opportunity because this is the first time ever. And I want this match to be special. And to be special, it needs to be a title match. And that's my decision. And if you have a problem with it, you can let me know right now. You could have done that. Or you could have, like I said, with the calling somebody. This could have been a multi-week thing. Mm -hmm. What if Alexa Bliss is later in the show backstage calling her lawyer? I, well, I, I think they're discriminating against me. Me personally. Kurt Angle's discriminating against me. I, I, I need I, This needs to be solved right now, right now. I need and representation. To, and then Stephanie McMahon's going to be on the show next week. And Alexa Bliss thinks Stephanie McMahon's on the show next week. She's going to totally stick up for me. This is going to be great. I'm going to be out of the match. It's going to be awesome. And then Stephanie McMahon comes in and swerves her and says... No. Right. The match is still a title match. Correct. Uh, so, 
that's what I would have done. One of those two things. If you wanted to keep it one segment, you could have. If you wanted to do multiple segments or multiple weeks, you could have. They did neither. And it was just very like, okay. Yeah. Um, you said you had a lot of hashtag thoughts on this. Anything else that you wanted to get in here before I move on? I know you. This was the big. This was the big this segment the big that you and I, I had I a problem of. No, I, I just want to talk about how it, this was such a good promo by Alexa. Bliss. I, I I know, and I don't understand where they thought the payoff was. I don't understand the thing that fans cheering yes was the payoff to that. I, I'm I'm very confused about it. Because I mean, I guess maybe they'll harken back to this next week, but it feels weird to do it at that point. You had to do something. You had to do a, a a transition. You had to make a bridge somewhere, either at the end of that segment or later in the show, to truly bridge this week to week as an angle. Because Even as simple as Alexa saying, "This isn't over, Kurt." Yes, you need something. There was just there was nothing, and none of her points were changed by. Kurt just the asking the crowd. What if Kurt asked the crowd, do you want to see Brock Lesnar defend the title? Right. They would have done the same thing. So I, I'm, I'm very confused about why that segment just was... And 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 I thought Alexa was even going to bring that up the point. Why don't you ask them if they want to see Brock defend the title in the chamber? She, that's, where, that's where her promo should have been. Right. She hey, do you want to see Brock Lesnar defend his title in the elimination chamber? Yes, yes. So, Kurt, what's the, what's the problem here? Like, I, I just... It felt... The ending was so odd. It felt like they didn't want to give this more than one segment, but they actually... Made a compelling promo. Uh, yeah, and, and a good went, story. And they just kind of were like, yeah, we're done. And that's the problem. If that wasn't a compelling promo, it could have ended with that yes chain or whatever. But it was. And it was good. It was logical. People were going like, I mean, she's got a point. And then you just do nothing. Um, any thoughts on them just giving away Nijax, Alexa Bliss, at, uh, Nijax, Asuka at Elimination Chamber? Uh, I think it's a bad decision. As to, do to I? Give that away. Even though I, I don't want to say give it away because it's, at least it's a pay-per-view. Uh, so you get a, like a few couple bonus points. Well, for that. hold on. We have a couple of weeks between now and then. That's true. Uh, but I don't understand. Like I, I don't see the storyline progression there. I, I'm just confused as to why. Uh, to me, it's, this is very simple. You don't have Oscar. You have Oscar fight a nobody right now. You don't. Oscar doesn't need more momentum. She's good. You just need to main. You need to keep. You need to keep her simmering. You keep Oscar simmering mm-hmm. until you get to about four weeks out, and then you turn up the heat. But right now, she can stay Sunday simmering. night heat? Not quite. Okay. Keep her simmering for right now. Nia Jax should have been in that match instead of Mandy or Sonya. One of the two. Mm-hmm. Or Mickey, quite frankly. Well, Mickey has a pinfall victory over uh, Sonya Deville that's, that's lovely. Uh, you know, so w- w- one of those, and you should have just made this a true a, a true match where you, she's not, you're not having... Uh, like, I don't think Asuka needs to beat Nia Jax to be over. I don't think beating Nia Jax is going to make her more over right now. She's the most over woman on that and roster. And that's a great feud. By the way, that was the great first feud after you win the belt if she stayed on Raw. I know. I know. Or if Nia Jax gets moved to SmackDown. Yes. I mean, we have superstar shakeup kind of a thing. I know. That's the, that's the problem. It's so money. And, it, and honestly, we were talking about that women's matches that can main event Mania. Nia Jax, Asuka could main event a SmackDown pay-per-view or a Raw pay-per-view. Yes. On a, if Brock isn't around, and they, like, if, let's say post-Mania Brock was still the champion. Yes. I know that's not going to be the case, but let's say he was. He wasn't. It's not a gimmick pay-per-view that has like a Hell in a Cell. You or can a main yeah. event Asuka, Nia Jax for the women's championships. Yeah, and, like, and, and also we also – I understand it's not good for storyline, but we can't pretend NXT doesn't exist when we feel convenient. Asuka's beaten Nia Jax twice. Well, they, it, they, they clearly referenced it with the Bailey sasha stuff, and then they just ignored it for Nia Jax-Asuka. Well, I mean, in Nia Jax's promo. Right. She can't beat me. She's already done it. Twice. Also, you lost to Bailey twice at NXT. Oh, yeah, there was Bailey who she lost to twice. Right. Like, you, like you've done it. It's happened. You've lost. I, I know. Literally it, everybody who's fought Asuka's lost, but, like, but still. 
Now, like uh, again, that's where this this sports element has to come in, and they have to think a little bit more of, you know, you, yeah, yeah, you beat me at NXT, but that was two years ago. We were in a whole different spot now. Like, I mean, you you can, I don't know. I just get frustrated when they act like there are times where they act like you you, and this is why their audience gets confused because there are times when they act like. How could you not know what's going on in NXT? That's a, that's a WWE product, pal. How do you not know what's going on in NXT? So you've and now added... Hold on, hold on. You have the internet voice. Yeah, that's and my And now name. you've added... That's the, my terrible Vince voice. And now you have the Vince gimmick. Okay, I'm excited uh, about that. And, and then there are other times where they, they ask, ask you to act like NXT doesn't exist and never existed. Specifically, uh, both when on it, when, last night's show. Only when it's convenient or, or inconvenient for their storyline on the main roster. So this is why... Uh, a reason why a lot of their fan base is confused because there are times where they act like, yeah, you, I can't believe you don't know what's going on. And there's times where, like, I can't believe you still remember that thing that happened at NXT. It's very strange. So, as you can tell, we were not happy with that segment on the show. It's a great promo. I just I don't, I I don't understand what they were trying to do. I know. That's where sometimes I, I wish, like, I there was, like, a, a, a line I could call a hotline. Not, not like the old hotline, but like I say, what were you trying to accomplish with this angle? Like, what, what, what did, you, what from your eyes, what did you see, or was it completely messed up on your end too? Was it like we thought it was going to be like this, and it turned out completely botched? Okay, mistakes happen. What, what was your thought process? How did you sit in a room and think, oh, the fans are going to cheer, yes, everything will be okay? Like, what was, what was the vision for the ending of that segment? Well, because it started bad with Kurt. Alexa but that was just because it, that's because Kurt botched his but line. But Alexa saved it. Alexa saved it. But the end wasn't Kurt botching his lines. That's what they wanted. That's how they booked it. I know, which was odd to me. Uh, it, it, from one odd thing to another, we we get these stupid promos where the person's name flashes up on the screen, and then it's a selfie. Has Vince? Did Vince just one day learn what a selfie was in the Apparently. past two weeks? Except for Braun Strowman, who only gets the at WWE thing on the bottom. I could, like. Can you just imagine Braun just holding a phone and cutting a promo? I can't. I can't do it. Like, look like that. I'm holding a phone. Uh, it's it, it's odd. Like I I don't actually dislike the selfie style uh, promos. I actually like those, and here's why. Uh, the the graphics can whatever they they can they can those die. are those they, are... they can burn in a fire or whatever. Okay. Uh, not a cane fire, just a fire. I like the selfie because I I like the idea of there's not always going to be an HD camera around when guys are cutting promos. I like that it adds a bit of realism of. They've recorded this at some point while they were backstage, and we have it, and we're going to play it on the show. We see this happen in other sports leagues where, you know, it's somebody that's a selfie video in the locker room or wherever. I actually like that idea. What I don't like is the graphics, but I like them better than I like the SmackDown graphics. That just, by the way, what you do, they don't overlay, because they did it for the Mixed Match Challenge, they don't overlay them on the background. They literally make a black box and then put the graphics on top of the black box and that on top of the camera shot. Which, yes. things I don't understand. But I actually, I do like the selfie style videos. I think it gives it a little more spontaneity. Uh, I think it looks a little bit more modern, believe it or not. I think, it, I, I like that idea. Uh, now, if you can cut a promo, you cut a promo, you can't, you can't. But I actually, I, I do like that idea. I think that's a nice touch. So, we then get the Miz against Apollo Crews in a... Uh... In a, how do we get the Miz in the chamber match? Remember how Miz wasn't going to be in the chamber, Chris? And I said he was going to be in the chamber? No, 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 no. That's a mischaracterization of yeah, my point. I don't point. care if it's a mischaracterization. It's my point was he shouldn't be in the chamber, but they don't have anybody, so he's going to be in the Correct. chamber. Correct. He should not be, but he is. That was my point. They, uh, by the way, they don't do it, but you talk about people. Sometimes you need to move guys up and down. Apollo Crews needs to go back to NXT. Okay. I'm here to tell you that that's not going to happen. It's not, 
But they would benefit by moving a couple guys here and there every once in a while back into the NXT fold and give them a compelling storyline to get the crowd behind them again. I'm going to go out of order here for a second. I'm going to skip ahead to something that happened later on in the show. They show a graphic for next week's edition of Monday Night Raw. The second chance entrance yes. into yes. the Elimination Chamber. My idea comes to life. So Finn Balor, Matt Hardy, uh, Bray Wyatt, and Apollo Crews will compete in a fatal four-way to determine the last spot in the Elimination Chamber. Which, Told you they love second chances right now. Which is the... Which is the how do we get Finn on this card match? Yes. So we can be in the chamber. Okay. Can I? What if he wins now? So hold on. He's not because it's you hold know, on because Roman Reigns is alive. Yes. Do you do you mind if I sidebar here for a second? All you. Okay. You're gonna put Miz in the match, right? He's gonna be in the match yes. anyway. Okay. So what if? Because you have. For this match, because on the women's side, there's a champion, so there's really only five entrants. This had six qualifying matches. Braun beat Kane. We're going to keep that the same. Cena beat Balor. I'm going to change that. I'm going to pull Cena out. I'm going to pull Finn out. And I'm going to have Cena beat somebody else. Okay? I'll have Elias beat Hardy. That's fine. Roman can beat Bray. That's fine. I would have Kurt Angle cut a promo. Because again, I'm operating on the assumption that they want the Miz in the match. I want to reward my champion. Okay? So if I'm Kurt Angle, you are the only other singles champion on this roster. Because you're a champion, you don't have to qualify. I'm putting you in the match. Because then you can move the players on the chessboard around. So Finn Balor doesn't have to lose to John Cena and then beat these other guys to get in because then it then Finn doesn't have any momentum going into the chamber. There right? are a lot of guys that are going to lose their way into the chamber going into the chamber match the way it's set up right now between the specifically on the women's side. Everybody on the women's side except Nia Jax, well, who's not even in the chamber, yes. is going to lose their way into the chamber because they keep putting them up against Asuka. So you put Miz in because he's the champion. You have Kurt say, "I'm going to reward you because you're the champion." You're in. I don't like it. But if you're going to put Miz in, that's the way to do it. Because then that frees up Apollo Crews to face Cena. You, and then you have Crews take him to the limit. You put Crews over. Because Finn doesn't need that rub. Finn doesn't need it. Apollo could use it. Then you have Finn against Finn against one of the members of the Revival or somebody for the final spot. I don't know. Pick somebody. Okay? Then you put Finn in. Now Finn looks at least a little bit stronger Instead of, I lost to John Cena, and then I beat everybody else who lost to get into the chamber to get in. Ooh, look at me. You should take me seriously for the for the elimination chamber. Right? Yeah. I mean, think about it. He looks like a guy that lost to John Cena and then and then beat the losers. He won the losers bracket to get in. Yes. It's like losing winning the winning losers bracket in your fantasy league. He won the NIT. That's not that's not a that's not a consolation prize. I don't want that. So that's stupid. Okay? I just want to get that out of the way. So Seth runs into Jason and Kurt backstage. And Jason tells Rollins, look, I can't compete. The doctors will clear me. And Rollins, you know, gets angry because, you know, Jason probably lied about his injuries. And that angle is said, look, you know, the match is next. Uh, you're going to have to forfeit, which means that's it. No more title matches for Seth Rollins. Seth turns. And who's there to save the day? The big dog Roman Reigns is there Dana. to save the day. Dana. They look at each other. They nod. They look at Kurt. Kurt nods, and away we go. We get Roman Reigns against Seth Rollins taking on The Bar, uh, and they have a match, and Jason Jordan comes down to try to help his team kind of win. I thought he was going to turn and pull Jordan, off, uh, pull Rollins off the apron. I thought he was going to do a whole bunch of stuff. Then he ends up kind of trying to stop The Bar from leaving with the belts, and then he gets an altercation, and he punches both Cesaro and Sheamus, causing the disqualification, causing Rollins and, and Reigns to lose, meaning 
Poor us. We're not going to get to see Seth Rollins challenge for the tag titles for a little while. Oh, no. And then we have a, a segment backstage where Rollins is fuming at Jordan. They go back and forth. He calls him a, an expletive that I won't use on the on the show here. Uh, he tells, you know, Rollins walks off, storms off, and then Angle sends Jordan home. Basically the way to write Jordan off TV while he's yes. Uh, we get Nia Jax, she beats up on somebody, uh, Mickey James has a match, uh, Absolution begins to beat her down, Alexa Bliss makes the save, Mickey kind of looks at her weird, uh, and then we have that. And then we have the triple threat match, which ends with Elias winning uh, the opportunity, which again, stupid, because uh, you, you are ruining the chance for the other three people to compete in this, it's not fair. Uh, Elias is going to be entering the chamber match last. He pinned John Cena in order to win that opportunity, but he did not win the evening because Braun Strowman ended the night dishing out running power slams like they were free samples at the mall. I was waiting for you to finish that. You seemed like you were losing traction. No, I had you. Free samples at the mall. Do, do they still do that? I haven't been to the mall in a while. Well, they normally do it in the food court. The guy gives out the free samples. Well, that I, I would assume so. I don't, I don't think they have somebody outside of like H&M. Like, here's a free sample of a t-shirt. Free, free sample of perfume or something? No, that's every time you walk by a Hollister. True. Uh, free sample at Costco probably would have been a better... Yeah, that's a good a one. A better example. Uh, he was giving him out. And the crowd was chanting one more time. He's like, oh, I'll give you uh, more power slams. He powered some Cena, power some Elias, power some everyone. Uh, show ends with Braun Strowman standing tall. I'm good with it. And I'm good with Elias winning because here's why, Jamie. Elias is absolutely going to have a live microphone in that pod, and he is going to be singing throughout the entire chamber until Braun Strowman destroys that the pod and pulls Elias out of it. That'd be so good. I cannot wait for the chamber now. That's going to be excellent. By the way, this is coming from the person who wants Elias nowhere near the main event scene. Yes, you hate I'm Elias. here. I'm here for this. I, on the other hand. I walk with Elias. No, nah, you hate Elias. I walk with Elias. No, no, I don't hate Elias. I, and this is a Jimmy Eisner line, not everybody's a main eventer. Correct. Elias is not a is main that, eventer. Is that, is that your me voice? Yeah. That's your, my, you, anytime I go BC3, not everyone's a main eventer, Chris. Yeah, I know. Elias Correct. is not a main eventer. He's fine. He can be in the match, and he's going to serve a role. And I'm still thinking, I, how do they get Braun out of this match? I, that's the that's the that's the thing that Triple I'm, H maybe like I mean we, we I mean we've joked about that Triple H um, because you're you're right in the sense of he's been pinned before so you can pin him but you don't want to pin him no and you don't want I don't know if you want Roman Reigns to pin him either right because then Strowman should go after Roman you know and you don't want that. Yeah, like, uh, uh, you have to do something that spins him off to something else because there are two things that you don't want here. I don't think you want him just to cleanly lose. And two, I don't think you, because when he has lost by dirty means, let's say. Dirty deeds or dirty means? Means. They're all okay, okay. He goes right after the other person. You don't want Strowman going after Reigns when you're trying to set up a Reigns-Lesnar storyline. You, you, need, you need him away from Reigns. And the only way to do that is to have him either lose clean, which I think is a bad idea, or two, Triple H or some outside interference comes in and his attention is fully focused on that person. What do you mean by losing clean? Because I have a proposal. Just literally just taking a pin like anybody else in that match. Because I feel, I fear that they're going to do the spot where... Everybody hits him with the finisher. Everybody hits him with the finisher and he the gets The big pinned. show spot? Yes. Is that clean? Yes. So you don't want that? I, I don't think that's ideal. I think, 
I think if you, the better option is if you're going to have him in a match with Triple H or have him in that tag match that we've talked about where it's Strowman and Rousey versus Triple H and, and Stephanie, it's better to have Triple H come in and interfere because, because then Strowman still looks as strong as ever and people remember him trying to run to the back to get Triple H, not remember everybody hitting their finisher on him and pinning him. If you have to lose clean and you can't, you're not going to do any shenanigans, That's, then yes, everybody's that, hitting their finisher. Yeah, everyone's hitting their finisher on him and he's going to get pinned. Also, you can take this to the bank. Finn Balor is pinning The Miz in that match. He is yes. absolutely eliminating The Miz to set up their WrestleMania match. Um, that is it for Raw. SmackDown tonight, Jamie. It exists. Double turn prediction. Everybody's on this, which makes me think they're not going to do it. Which means they're not going to do it. We, uh, I don't know. I, I think it would be a great idea. I just, I'm not as convinced that they're going to do this. I like the idea. There's a lot of things that can happen. The double turn in the U.S. title match. Um, I like the idea of finger poke of doom double pin in the main event. Uh there's a lot of uh, interesting stuff. SmackDown here. top ten list. I'm interested to see what that looks tonight. like. How, how kayfabe that list is. Oh, it's going to be highly kayfabed. Um, tonight, Mixed Match Challenge, there's going to be a special guest referee that you can vote on right now. It's either going to be Daniel Bryan or Kurt Angle. One of the oh. general managers is going to be the special guest referee. I wonder who's going to win that vote. Uh, it's going to be Daniel Bryan. Oh, uh, yeah, you think? Uh, also, seems a little odd for a match type where... You have everybody mic'd up to not have a veteran referee in there. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Um, you know? Also a match that has a lot of inexperience. Yeah, you put Daniel in there. You know, the the, the mixed match concept is not, they don't do that every week. So you're not used to, it's, again, we've talked about it, it's two singles matches smushed together. You kind of need an experienced person in there to kind of guide it, which is weird to me that they're going to go to this. They're, you know what they're doing? This is them trying to gimmick it up to try to get people to watch. Yes. They're concerned if they about can announce that Daniel Bryan, you're going to see Daniel Bryan in the ring as a referee on the show, maybe people watch it. This is this to me screams, we don't like the numbers that we're mm -hmm. seeing and we're trying to spruce it up. Um, let's talk about the rumor that William Regal has shot down entirely, but I'm still going to bring it up anyway. Do I know this? This is going to hit me off? The Latin American tournament? Did we not oh, discuss yeah, this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so a, rumor made, a rumor made the ways around the internet last night about the WWE was planning a Latin American tournament. I saw a bunch of people reference it, and it made news all over the place today. William Regal, on his official WWE Twitter account, says, I usually use this account for entertainment purposes only. This is official, though. The WWE has no Latin American tournament booked at this time, despite the news that is being reported today. People got, their, uh, got excited, me in particular, about what a potential Latin American tournament could be. Um, some of the, the, the talent that you could get, you could get Ray Phoenix, you could get Pentagon Jr., you could get Dragon Lee, you could get Rush. I mean, all the CMLL guys they've been, they were looking at for the Cruiserweight Classic they could bring in. I mean, look, you want to make Amos your next Latin American star, you throw him in there, although they've been very... Mm, they, I, don't know if do, I don't think they'll do that. With the Mae Young Classic and the Cruiserweight Classic, they tried to stay away from their NXT guys, although Gargano and Ciampa were in the Classic. Yeah, but they're not going to... Amos is not going to win it, so he's not going to be in there. Right, so... It, Again, if he almost isn't there, he has to at least make the finals. And I don't think that that's what they want to do with that. So if they do do this, I think there are a lot of potential uh, really talented independent names that would be really cool to see under the WWE umbrella. At least if it's just for the tournament, that would be really cool. Yeah, probably And just you're a big tournament guy. So Big tournament guy. So are you on board the Latin America tournament? Yes. Because it's a tournament. It is. Well, and because you, you get to see new talent there. I don't think there's going to be much that goes beyond that. And that's okay. If WWE is okay with the with these tournament things just being a thing that entices people to on the network. And it should be. That's what it should be. Then you're fine. I don't know how much it costs them and if, they, if it's too exuberant to do that. But don't try to turn it into something it's not. Don't try to turn stuff into 205 Live. Speaking of 205 Live, we've got two more qualifying matches tonight. 
uh, Lince Dorado against Kalisto, and then Roderick Strong making his main roster, quote-unquote, debut, uh, taking on Hideo Itami. That's going to be an excellent match. I'm actually going to watch live because I want to see Itami Strong. Because I honestly think if there's one place, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, 205 Live, NXT, yes. But if there's a place where on the main roster where Vince will go, all right, just go there for 20 minutes and wrestle. Yeah. It's 205 Live. And it's also the last match of 205 Live. There's nothing after it. When they're done, they're done. Right, so you let for him go. For TV purposes. You, so you let him go, and you let him just have a wrestling match. So I think you're going to get to see a really cool match. You're going to get to see, you know, close to what you get on a takeover. I don't think it's going to reach that level, but I think it's going to be close in terms of being a very good TV match. And hopefully we learn a little bit more about who's going to be in this tournament moving forward. Uh, they've done a good job of getting me excited. And you know what? By the way, let's not talk about Lindsay Dorado and Kalisto can wrestle. Yes, they can. The, the Lucha Libre style, they can do it. Yes. So that could be a fun match too. So and and again, you build your whole show around two matches. They can go a little bit long. Mm-hmm. They can be fifteen minutes. When can, you let that's these things the benefit breathe. of this tournament bracket is that you don't need to explain to people why these matches are important. It's already understood. My my concern is after WrestleMania what they do, but I don't. They're not thinking that far. So just get at this point. Just get the WrestleMania. Uh, by the way, um, a Rockstar Spud was was good on commentary he's, last night. He's good. He's not a great wrestler. He's a great character. That's what's good. He's in a good role for that. Yeah, no, and that's what uh, they need on Twitter. And again, once again, Michael Cole acknowledged Rockstar Spud. So yeah, and that's on the main television. Yes, that's on, on Raw. Net- that was on the network, which is interesting. But to mention that on, on Raw, Raw, which means Vince told him to say that, to me is is very very so. telling. So uh, anything else here, Jamie? I think that's uh, that's about it. We'll really? see. It's like four shows do, in do a you row. Think... Well, you haven't. Here you go. So now you are. Right. No, no, I am going to sidebar on us. Uh, one quick thing, because we didn't talk enough about this. Uh, we should touch on this a little bit more. Rusev, rude, double turn. Rusev get the belt tonight? I, he should. He should. Will he get? I no, asked. He will he get the belt tonight? No, he will not. Uh, also, he should, if they're not doing a double turn. If they are doing a double he turn, should. he should not. Yes. And this should be. A multi-week feud where Rusev is chasing a heel Bobby Roode. Did you see the report out there? Is it going to interfere in this match? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Ugh. Absolutely is going to get in the way. We have a triple threat at Fastlane. Did you see the report that WWE had to order 5,000 more Rusev Day calendars? I did, because the, the first 2,500 sold, sold out. quicker than they expected? Well, when every day is Rusev Day, people need to know. Hopefully today's a good Rusev Day, because it may Hopefully. be a bad Rusev Day. Yeah, you know what? Rusev Day only comes around every so often. Right, so you want it to be a good one when you, it does you come do. around. You do, you do. A couple of things quickly before we get off this. So you are going to uh, do this. Well, yeah, because I'm just, I want I want to finish up previewing SmackDown. We just kind of like pretended SmackDown didn't exist for a second there. I actually think tonight's show's going to be really good. Uh, Flair versus Liv Morgan. Okay, next. Oh, uh, you're not, you're not going to say what I was going to say? What? Oh, clearly Carmella's cashing in tonight. No, you have Carmella cashing in on the Mixed Match Challenge. No, no, clearly she's cashing in tonight. That's why they're setting up this match. Charlotte, how is Liv Morgan going to Charlotte's going to win. They're going oh, to beat, beat her, her down. down. And this and, and so Carmella, obvious. And Carmella. I like your idea of doing the Mixed Match Challenge. Well, of better. course, because we're there. Even if it's we weren't selfish. there, it's a better idea. Even if we weren't there, it's a better idea. You want people to watch your show? Go back and watch the show afterward? Hey, watch Charlotte lose the belt. We made a title change on Facebook. What do we th- let's wrap up with this. Owen Zane... They, will, they are not going to do the double finger poke of doom. Vince McMahon will not allow that on his television. Product. I don't think we're going to get a double. We're going to get a double count. If we get a double count, it's going to be intentional. They're both going to roll out of the ring, and they're just going to stand there. Like, I don't think it's going to be they hit each other with stuff, and they're both down for a 10 count. Like I think they're literally, they, it's an intentional double count out or an intentional double DQ. <sighs> they have to do it that way. They have to. It's a red herring. Last week was a red herring. They're not, they're not breaking up. They're not. It's too obvious. It was also way too early to do that. Yes, way, way too obvious. 
So I think we're going to see a double count of their vote. The match is going to start. They're going to act. They're going to act all mad at each other, right? That's the whole show. The whole show is Kevin. Here, I open the show. Cold open. I'm doing an SNL cold open. It's Kevin Owens back backstage. He's trying to find Sami Zayn. He goes up to Sami. Sami, you know, he's like, you know what, Kev? You know, you know, you know, we're friends, but tonight, you know, it's different. We're, we're trying to become champions, and, and last week it didn't work out very well for us. And but tonight, I'm going to have to do what I need to do to, uh, you know, ensure my future. It's or my whatever, opportunity. Whatever line he wants to give. And throughout the night, just keep rehitting it. You know, have another backstage segment where Kevin's trying to talk through to Sammy, talk through to Sammy. Then boom, main event. It's a swerve of a lifetime. Double count out. They act all fine. That's it. We're out of here. Boom. There you go. See, and then they put Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon at this spot of what do you do? Yeah, which by the way, I think we still need. Uh, I'm saying this for a hundred thousand time. More story progression there. What is up with Daniel Bryan? Sh- no, they're good now. McMahon? They're fine. Are they though? Yeah, but they're not really. Everything's good. They're not really. Everything's good. So on top ten list gets announced as well tonight. Um, not only do I want to see how it's kayfabed up and, and, and how they announce it, I want to see how it factors into tonight's show and the shows moving forward. Do and, and here's where I'm thinking, Jamie, and this is a sports element that's going to factor in. When they come out, is their ranking attached to their graphic? Ooh, on the list. It should be. Like a college football I team. I don't know why you would do this and not have it play an integral role in your storytelling process. Because, again, that means There's matches no other reason the show to do make, they matter. Because if you want to do this, you could do this on the network with Kathy Kelly. If you're just going to do it, hey, this is for you know what's and giggles. Like if, if that's all you're going to do this for, I appreciate you not. I, I, I didn't want to make your job any harder, make you go about back and bleep me. Thank you. But like if you're just going to do it for that, you just do it on the network, and Kathy Kelly reveals her top ten, and, and that's fine. That's perfectly it's perfectly fine. You're doing this on the show because it's going to be a part of your storytelling process in some way. Uh, by the way, uh, congrats on the Miz, a new four-year deal, reportedly. Yes. With the WWE. Was it Mike Johnson in that one, PW Insider? Insider, yeah. Uh, so he, he, he did that. That's exciting. Uh, that's awesome. Kota Ibushi, that's very good. Kota Ibushi announced for Supercard of Honor. Yes. We've made the decision, and I tweeted this earlier before we went on the air. I love, as you know, big, big Johnny Wrestling guy. I may be his biggest fan out of people you know. Okay? Candice LeRae is probably his biggest fan. His wife? Yeah. yeah. I have already made the decision. I am watching that takeover on tape delay. I'm watching Supercard of Honor live. As am I. Are you watching it with us? Have we determined this? You're probably not because you're a loser. That, that's, that's, that's hurtful. You're a loser who doesn't watch pay-per-views with your friends. That, that's Okay, well, only half of that is wrong. That, yeah, the loser part is what you're Yeah, the loser part is wrong. Yeah. But yeah, no. We, we, we should. Okay. I don't know. I don't, I'm afraid to commit. I don't know. Things, things happen. Yeah, that's all, that also is in April, so I don't know. Yeah, like I, yeah, it's, it's two months from now. Um, but yeah, I'm more excited about Supercard of Honor than I am Takeover. Despite Takeover probably having the match that I'm looking no, forward to. No, I'm excited for both. Here's the thing, though. I I'm more. I have to make a, I have to make a decision. Do I want to watch Kenny Omega versus Cody Rhodes with the with the risk of having Gargano that, Ciampa yeah. spoiled for me, or the opposite? Or do I want to watch Gargano Ciampa slash Almas Black? Like I mean, like like don't I, I do have this to, to the people. I have to make that you just decision. Just spoiled the takeover. I have to make the, that. The, their marks are online. They know what happened. Sorry, Blaine. I have to make that decision. Do I want do is is it the almost black main event or is it the Rhodes Omega? And I and you know what? If takeover gets spoiled for me, it gets spoiled for me. I'm watching Supercard of Honor live. I am paying the money to watch Supercard. We Mano. just turn off Twitter that night. We just do not look at it at all. That's a little difficult for our jobs, but yeah. Yeah, but you know, it's late enough in the night. It's not a heavy sport. So here, the it's day it's not opening day. Like we don't have to worry about it. It's not opening day weekend anymore for baseball. The only else. way the, the only way this works 
is if you, me, Jesse, and Blaine all watch together. Yeah. Because you four, or you three, are the only people that would spoil it for me. What if we do that, and then when we finish Supercard of Honor, we just... Watch TakeOver? Watch TakeOver. Oh, yeah, me and Jesse already decided we were going to do that. Back to back. Back to back. It's a long like day. Drake. They're going back to back. It's a long day. It's nowhere near as long as it was for Wrestle Kingdom. I'll tell you that. Why I'll, you, I'll, I'll tell you that. Why are you down on the whole Wrestle Kingdom? We'll do that again next year. I wasn't down on Wrestle Kingdom. I just... Some of us had to... Wait. One of us, which is not you, by the way. It's the person that's not in this room, Jesse Bohr. He didn't have to start work that day until 1 p.m. And no, he, all right, we so, made a poor decision by not taking the next day off. Yes, I couldn't take the next day off, but now, I should have. Because it wasn't that I was so tired that I couldn't stay up for it. It was that I'm looking at the clock and I'm going, I have four hours till I have to be up for right. work. I have three hours till I have to be up for work. And I'm going, uh, I, I, I can't go through a 12-hour day on right. an hour so, and a half sleep. So next year, you just have to ask for the day off. Well, we'll see if the Young Bucks are even there. Don't do this to the people. Don't don't leave them with that tease. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. Oh, that's a good tease. All right, guys, that, go. that is going to do it for us here today. Uh, if you want to follow the show, you can follow it at FRSLime on Twitter. Uh, I if don't, you want to. It's so nice if you want to. I don't, do it. I don't think we've broken the internet today, although we did no, yesterday. we did yesterday. Thank you. By the way, shout out to Cody Rhodes for yes. tweeting our, our story. Uh, Jesse Bork's story, actually, on on the rivalry Look between at me, he, out there right now. he and Kenny Omega. It did not get well-received. The internet was not happy with, with his take. but uh, So FRSLime.com, to read that story, uh, you can follow this. It wasn't sh- a bad take. It wasn't a good take. It was the take of the wrestling world yesterday. You can find the show on Anchor, FRSLam so Radio. Uh, you can follow it anywhere you get a podcast on iTunes. Anywhere. Look up FRSLam Radio. So you get please, like podcast holograms. Please give us a five-star rating uh, like your favorite match that Meltzer didn't rate five stars. Give us the five stars. Uh, the we are the Gargano uh, Almas of podcasts, really. Do you want to do the close or do you want me to do no, it? No, I like talking over you. Okay. Uh, Android users, you can do it as well. Google Play Store, any other place where you get podcasts, uh, you can give us five stars there as well. We would greatly appreciate it. That is going to do it for us here today, guys. Uh, enjoy SmackDown. Enjoy 205 Live. Enjoy the Mixed Match Challenge. Any other wrestling that you may be watching, we will be back tomorrow to break it on down. Talk to you then, guys.